Amen. We're talking about messy workplace. Amen. Messy workplace. Amen. So go to your Bibles. Daniel chapter 6. We'll pick up where we left off last week. And um, I want to pick up in verse verse 4. Amen. Daniel chapter 6, verse 4. Now, last week we talked about how Daniel uh, was under a new uh, administration. Amen. He's under the Persian rule. Um, here he is under Persian rule. Uh, he's also promoted for his character. And so here we are now. Daniel, because of his attitude about work, amen, uh, he's now been considered for a big promotion. All right. So I'm going to try to keep it in that kind of context for you. Okay. So the king, remember I told you, you're not impressing managers, you're pressing owners. Come on, somebody. Amen. And so now Daniel, you know, Daniel didn't get phased by it. He was cool, right? So, but look at, look at verse four, y'all. Watch this. Then the commissioners and the satraps began trying to find a ground of accusation. See, see, he's just being himself against Daniel in regard to the government affairs. But they could not find no ground of accusation or evidence of corruption in as much as he was what? Faithful and no negligence or corruption was found in him. Verse 5. Then these men said, okay, all right, we can't find no dirt on them. We will not find any ground of accusation against this Daniel unless, unless we find it against him with regard to the law. Oh, Satan don't play fair, y'all. Satan don't play fair. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, messy workplace, but tell your neighbor, envy. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about envy. Amen. Jealousy and envy have existed since the fall of man in the garden. As a matter of fact, Cain and Abel are good examples. Amen. Of what happens when envy and jealousy sets in but jealousy and envy did not happen until the fall the workplace before that as i said last week was a was an enjoyable place it was a place where people enjoyed doing what their life's purpose was we find envy in the garden. And here we fast forward the story and sin has still ran its course to the point where we find that envy is very lethal. Listen to this. Envy damages relationships. 
It disrupts teams. It undermines organizational performances. Are you with me? And most of all, it harms the one who feels it. When you're obsessed, this is what envy is. If I would give a definition. When you're obsessed with someone else's success, your self-respect suffers. And you may neglect or even sabotage your own performance and possibly your own career. You may shut down because you may think, what's the point? Amen. Envy is difficult to manage, in part because it's hard to admit. Come on, somebody. It's hard to admit that we harbor such a sinful emotion. Our discomfort causes us to conceal and deny our true feelings. And that makes things worse. You see, the average person is not going to admit that they're envious. But they know the feeling that they get. Amen. When they are around someone that causes that emotion to arise in them. Do I have anybody? When people have qualities we envy, but cannot easily acquire it, like beauty, charm. You know, there are certain things you can't go to school for. Amen. And you're wondering, why is this person excelling so much? And you try to figure out the formula, but you don't know they have a great personality. They have a personality, amen, that exceeds a degree. And you're wondering, man, how, now that's the teacher's pet or that's the, that's the manager's pet, you know what I mean? Yeah, he, uh, you know, and then that spirit of envy. Oh, come on, y'all getting quiet. Don't get quiet on this morning, amen. Watch this. It sets in. And the truth be told, we've all had a touch of envy. Do I have anybody? You see, We make ourselves feel better when we belittle the accomplishments of others, amen, or the person that we resent. People also tend, watch this, to distance themselves. You ever notice when you started, you were cool with everybody? Talking about job. But now everybody's like, you look like you got the plague. You don't have the plague. You're just doing your job. I wish I had somebody. Amen. And if you find yourself distancing yourself from someone, amen, because they're excelling faster than you, then you may have the envy problem. Are you with me? Why do we pull away from colleagues we envy? Perhaps it's because we experience this emotion more intensely with people who are close to us. Today we would look at how envy envy drove a group to cause discomfort for the one who was doing his job. Daniel went about his business as usual. See, you don't have to perform at your work if you're just doing business as usual. 
You don't have to worry about if you're going to get fired because guess what? If you're doing it to the glory of God, then you don't have to worry about anything. But what you do have to worry about is those around you in the workplace who envy you. And they envy you because you are just doing what you do. And you're good at what, come Amen. And because you're good at what you do, you don't have to apologize for being good at what you do. Amen. And so Daniel is promoted to a commissioner. In other words, he had a high position, but he didn't let the position get to his head. Are you with me? He did not mistreat the people that he served. He did not talk down to them. He did his business as usual. You see, God knows who to put, amen, in position. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, workplace mess. Daniel comes in and now in verse 4, it says, then the commissioners. Now, last week I told you that the commissioners were pulled out. To manage the satraps. They had 20 each. Amen. To manage. Uh, Actually 40 each. To manage. And Daniel is in a managerial position. Amen. Some of you have aspired to management in your workplace. Some of you are are on teams. Some of you are, you know, doing different things and and, and all that. And, And here's the thing. You can't knock management because you need management. Because without management, amen, then who are you accountable to? Are you with me? And if you feel like you can't be accountable to anyone, then you may need to start your own business. Are Are you with me? But then you'll find out you are accountable to your customers. Come on, somebody. And so either way, you will be accountable to somebody because ultimately we're accountable to God. Are you with me? I just had to throw the God thing in there. So, 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 so now let's see what happens. Now I find, I made an observation of this passage. To me, that's really powerful. The text says, then, then the commissioners and the satraps began trying to find a ground of accusation. Well, let's back up. Then the commissioners and the satraps. Hold on a minute. Last time I checked. Hold on a minute. Last time I checked, uh, Daniel was a commissioner too, right? (laughs) Y'all catching the plot real quick. What, 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 what happened? Give me that first point right quick. You have to be alert when two enemies start agreeing. Mess is coming. When you saw it, when you see it's your job, when two people who never talk to each other, they pass by each other, and now what? When management start hanging with the people. Tell your neighbor you got problems. Tell your neighbor, everything is in the Bible. The satraps, they weren't the closest group. 
not with the commissioners. And in those times, you would respect your superior, not hang with your superior. You know, when you start hanging with your boss, you lose respect for that situation right there. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. Now they're hanging together for one cause. Now, my question is, I go a little deeper in the text, right? Why would they hang together if if commissioners were commissioners and satraps were satraps? Tell your neighbor they got some behind-the-scenes stuff going on that Daniel ain't doing. Daniel's not getting with the shimming off the top, taking taxes on the side. You find what I'm saying? Daniel's straight up. And because Daniel would not go along with the plan. Tell your neighbor, don't go along with the plan. Not with that plan. Not with that plan. Amen. Amen. Let's, 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 let's take this box home today. Come on, somebody. Listen, listen. Messy people hang with messy people. And my encouragement to you is to be alert when two enemies start agreeing. Tell your neighbor mess is coming. Tell your neighbor they're plotting. Amen. But you tell your neighbor no weapons formed against me shall prosper. Tell your neighbor I'm more than a conqueror. Y'all going to get with me this morning, right? In Christ Jesus. But envy will cause Two opposites to come together and have lunch. And why says you just going about your business? Like, Hold on. A Take see, here's the thing. We walk into the workplace not noticing what's happening. We just skip it along. No, no, God's got me. You better pay attention. You better pay attention. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, you better pay attention because all of a sudden from your peripheral, God going to show you something. And when you see two people who don't never have no interaction, and then when they see you, they get quiet. Tell your neighbor, they plot. But tell your neighbor, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fare? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies, come against me, they stumble. And See, you, you keep trying to defend yourself. You better get on your knees and pray. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Pay attention who's siding with who. The text says, watch this. And they began trying to find a ground of accusation against Daniel, watch this, in regard to government affairs. In other words, they're like, yeah, I know he got something going on. Because he ain't sharing with us. Tell you, neighbor, that's straight up envy. That's got to be envy. And, and it's okay to stick out, y'all. It's okay to stand by yourself. It's okay Amen. To eat lunch by yourself. It's okay not to be in the crowd. Are y'all with me? And oftentimes at, at, in the workplace, we're looking for acceptance. Come on, somebody. We're looking for, yeah, we're looking for a group to belong to. But it's okay to stand by yourself. 
And when you realize that God is with you, you don't have to prove nothing to anybody. But, but, but here's what I would say to you. When you come under scrutiny, come on somebody, G- give me the next thing, give me the next thing. The next thing you got to be is be this, be diligent in your work. Put down that phone. Stop taking personal calls on their time. Stop playing word puzzle on their time and dominoes and do your job. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, do your job. Tell your neighbor, be diligent. Tell your neighbor, diligent. Because here's the thing. If you're persecuted, and if you're called to question, you may say, no, I'm right. No, you've been stealing. You haven't been diligent. And let me say, let me tell you this. Dot every I. Cross every T. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. This should not be a problem for you. Because if you possess an excellent spirit, it should be easy. In other words, they wanted to see if Daniel was like them. So what did they do? They went in on him. Watch this. They went in and they're trying to find a ground. They're trying to find a legal ground for accusation against Daniel. But tell your neighbor, you got to be diligent in what you do. Listen, the envy of him being promoted and being placed over them put him at odds. Can I tell you something? Somebody's just envying you and you don't realize that God is getting ready to promote you. But you can't take this thing personal. You have to pay attention more so now on the job that you're doing. Amen. And make sure, amen, that the job that you're doing is glorifying to God and not glorifying to man. Are you with me? Stop getting so caught up in what everybody's saying about you. And start worshiping God for what he already knows about you. That you are a child of God. Do I have a witness? Text says they were trying to find grounds of accusation. Look what the text, look what the text says. The text says, but they couldn't, they could find no ground of accusation or what? Tell your neighbor that gathering evidence. I don't know about Trump if he going to pass that test, but I'm just saying that I'm just saying that I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying for you, the believer. <laughs> y'all missed the Trump joke. Y'all, y'all ain't trying to hear me this morning. Watch, watch this. Tell your neighbor they found nothing. And so here's my third point. Be sure they're wrong about you. I didn't say prove them. I said be sure. You have nothing to prove if you're in the right. Matter of fact, you don't even have to say a word. Come on, somebody. You don't have. So you have nothing to say? Nope. I have nothing to say. You sure? This is your last chance. Nope. I have nothing to say. I showed up on time. I did what I was supposed to do. I locked the doors. You got the camera right there. Why don't you rewind it and look at what I do all day. But if they see you doing this and doing this 
and no, now you got the headphones, so you just and then you just acting like you're working. Can I say something? You know what I found about guilty people? They're very defensive. If you know you're doing right, then you just state it and be done with it. Come on, somebody. Let God fight for you. See, Daniel knew one thing. If they come looking at me, they ain't going to find nothing. Can I ask you a question? If they really start investigating, how much stuff you have at your house? Amen. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Let's let's just talk real talk, right? If they were to really investigate, what would they find out about us Christians? And so it's real important that you make sure that they'll tell your neighbor they're wrong about me. Keep doing your work better than before. God wants us to be a witness. Amen. That when we're mistreated, we don't return evil for evil. Love your enemies. Pray for those who despitefully. Listen, why are you leaving work stressed out if you know you gave your best? Maybe you're not giving your best. Or maybe you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Come on, somebody. But you're leaving work. Place. Oh, Lord. (laughs) You can't wait to clock out. Here's the thing. God placed you there. But make sure that they're what? Wrong. Tell your neighbor they're wrong about me. Tell your neighbor they don't know me. Here's why they don't know me. Look at the rest of the text. It says, inasmuch as he was what? He was what? That means that that, that word, that word for trust in the Hebrew, that word means, that word, that word, Faithful means trust. In other words, you were hired to do a job because they thought they could trust you. Amen. 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 Watch this now. And some of us are being trusted with sensitive information. Amen. But watch this now. Watch this now. It says, inasmuch as he was faithful and know what? Negligence or corruption was found where? Where? Give me the next point. Don't just be a Christian on Sunday. Uh, well, what kind of character? Somebody but called me the other day. And I said, oh, Lord. If they talk like that, <laughs> how you doing? Praise God. <laughs> but it's when Ju- Julie, Juliana, what's her name? Uh, Rudy, Rudy Juliana. Watch this. He, he butt calls somebody. What's his name? Juliani? Yeah, Ru- Rudy Juliani, right? Watch this. And boy, he was going in, man. He was talking about, yeah, we got, we need two hundred thousand dollars to make this deal work. He's doing all kinds of corruption in the back, right? And and God is exposing him, right? And here's the thing: watch this. And his phone didn't call just anybody. His phone called a reporter. Out of all the numbers he had in his phone, 
I wish I had somebody. See, if your character is not Christian, you can't be Christian on Sunday. God will expose you to the world. Come on, somebody. And if what you're saying in private doesn't line up with what you're doing in the public, you better get ready for the scandal because it's coming out on you. And we wonder why we're so stressed out at the job. We're blaming everybody else, but we do not display a Christian character. You're going to take the God out of me today when you walk in. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to take the Jesus out of me today, huh? And you made it be known. You tell everybody. That ain't Christian, y'all. A Christian doesn't have to walk around saying, you finna take nothing out of me. A Christian silently moves. Come on, somebody. And glorifies God and sit at their desk and pray and praise God and amen. And make sure they're giving an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Do I ask somebody? But, but we get wrapped up in the conversations at the cooler and the coffee machine. Come on, somebody. And then we start acting just like them. And when they turn on us, we want to get Christian on it. I just said something. Watch this. Watch this. He says, watch this. A Christian, first of all, is faithful. A Christian, amen, not only is faithful, but that word faithful also means being on time and then using your time wisely. Being trusted with what you have been entrusted with. <laughs> you caught that? Being trusted with what you've been what? Entrusted with. Are y'all following me? What did they find out about Daniel? He was faithful. Watch this. That word negligence means to be at ease. They found out. Daniel wasn't stressed out about nothing. As a matter of fact, they were trying to disrupt his ease. In other words, watch this. Daniel was so efficient, amen, that his, effect, his effectiveness came from his excellent character that displayed to people, he's doing this with ease. And because he's doing it with ease, they say, man, he got to be doing something behind. See, I can't find nothing. We probed and we probed and we looked and we looked and we could not find nothing in Daniel. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, then these men, uh-huh, said, we will not find grounds of accusation against Daniel unless... Unless we find it against him with regard. Let, let me tell you something about the devil. He doesn't play fair. Let, let, me, let me share this with you. If Satan knows your family is your weakness, he's going to attack your family. If he knows it's your finances, he'll attack that. But above all else, here's what Satan knows to do. And he's been using this trick forever. He knows to affect your Christian life. Your faith. Your faithfulness. 
your commitment to serving God. See what I'm saying? Give me that next point right quick. Be ready for an attack against your faith. Watch this. They couldn't find it in the workplace. Why his faith? Because that's what made him successful. I want you to connect these two together. Daniel's character came because of what he knew in the law. From the book. He went to church. He didn't, couldn't go to church then. But because they were in Babylon. But watch this. He continued practicing what he learned. And so Daniel lived what he read. And if they could cause a disruption in his faith, then there will be a disassociation in his faith. A disconnecting of his faith. Death to his character. And then he would end up just like him. Like everybody else. Satan has been running this sham for a long time. What he does is from the moment you get settled in, he's going to take your Bible study. He's going to take your worship on Sunday. He's going to take your devotional time. I need you to come in 15 minutes early. I, I need you to stay late. I need you to... Listen, listen. Some of you think it's, oh, I just can't make it. I, it's not that you can't make it. It's because the devil don't want you to make it. And so guess what he's done? He's disrupted your faith and you're hanging on by a thread. Because you're not even getting devotion time in because guess what? He's disrupting that too. Because you got trouble in the house. Come on somebody. Amen. Kids acting up, marriage problems, all kinds of issues going on. But Satan knows. Why? Let me ask you this. Why is there such a strong pull to keep you away from the church? Think about that for a minute. Why? Why? If it's not, if it's nothing, if this is nothing, if this, if this right here is just, oh, this is something we do. If it did have power, but it has power. And what Satan wants to do on your job, he, not just on your job, but he wants to attack your faith. And watch this, watch this. They will start making life uncomfortable for you at work. Watch this to get to church. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Watch this. Watch this now. The world and the devil will try to cause you to get less and less word. So you can get sucked into his trap. Watch this. You should have been further along as a Christian. But the job got you. They stagnated you. They kicked you to the side. Because guess what? They're like, man, we're going to make it hard. I'll show you next week. Watch this. They're going to make it hard for you to worship. They're going to make it hard for you to stay focused. Listen to this. The stone cutter. Here's a story of the stone cutter. There was once a stone cutter who was dissatisfied with himself and with his position in life. One day he passed by a wealthy merchant's house. Through the open gateway, he saw many fine possessions and important visitors. How powerful that merchant must be, thought the stonecutter. He became very envious and wished that he could be like the merchant. 
To his great surprise, he suddenly became the merchant, enjoying more luxuries, power than he had ever imagined. But envied and detested by those less wealthy than himself. Soon a high official passed by carrying a sedan chair. Accompanied by attendants and escorted by soldiers beating gongs. Everyone, no matter how wealthy, had to bow low before the procession. How powerful that official is, he thought. I wish I could be the high official. And he became the high official. Carried around, admired by everyone. He thought, hmm, I'm dissatisfied with that. I wish I could be the wind. Then he became the wind, blowing tiles off roofs and houses and uprooting trees and feared and hated by all below him. But after a while, he ran up against something that would not move. No matter how forceful he blew against it, a huge towering rock. How powerful that rock is, he thought. I wish I could be that rock. Then he became the rock, more powerful than anything else on the earth. But as he stood there, he heard the sound of the hammer pounding. A chisel into the hand surface and felt himself being changed. What could be more powerful than I, he says. The rock, he thought. He looked down and saw far below him the figure of a stonecutter. Oh, y'all didn't get it. You see, God has made us all into a masterpiece. And God made you who you are. But if you keep envying everybody else, trying to be everything else, you and I have to be glad and happy and satisfied with being the stonecutter. Give God a hand clap of praise. It's amazing. I wish I had more time to dig it, but it's there. The points are there. And I want to say to somebody here today as I close this. Continue to contend for your faith. The only person that wants to railroad you is Satan. Satan. Your battle is not in here. This is where you come to get equipped to fight out there. But make sure that your character is free. And that you're developing as a spiritual person. And today, if you need me to pray for you, maybe you're dealing with a touch of envy on the job, or maybe you have that emotion. Or maybe you feel like passing my faith.